This is your daily real estate syndication show. I'm your host, Whitney Sewell. Today, we've packed a number of shows together to give you some highlights. I know you're going to enjoy the show. Thank you for being with us today. Welcome back to the show. Honored to have you on again. It's been been two years since your, your last appearance on the show. So looking forward to catching up with you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Whitney. It's such a pleasure. And congratulations on the successes you've had since you and I have known each other. And I'm so tickled, so tickled to be back to add value to your audiences. Vinny, let's jump in. I know that you, uh, man, you've accomplished a lot, right? In in many years of real estate and you've grown a large business and, and just respect in this industry. And, and uh, but I want to catch up with What's happened with you know your business over the last two years? Uh, and let's dive in. I know the listeners are going to learn a lot from you today. Sure, sure. Actually, you know, Whitney, if I may say, I started with the duplex. Everybody listening to me today, I we still own the duplex. My wife and I in Odessa, Texas, and we bought fourteen units for hundred eighty thousand dollar. Of course, we sold it later on, four years later, for three eighty. I hear that same property, 14 unit, is about 1.3 million. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) It's mind-boggling, you know. But the power of syndication, helping to raise money with friends and family and things, which a lot of people do now, that has been the real ticket for me as growing my portfolio from that small duplex all the way to a billion dollar, more than a billion dollar in AUM buying $180,000 $180,000 property to $53 million, $63 million deals, you know, which I've done in the last three, four years. In last three, four years, I've not bought much, by the way. I've been selling. I've done about 40 syndications, approximately. That means 40 transactions, smaller to much, much larger in my career. And then I've sold them also quite a lot. I have maybe close, close to 400 million in my portfolio left now, but they are really good B class, B plus in nice areas. Okay. So you still own some, so you sold quite a few, which I, th- I think it was great timing, by the way. Uh, yes. but you sold quite a few, and but you held on to some of the B class assets. Yes. Uh, maybe give a couple of examples. I know we're going to jump on into where you all are at now as an organization in your focus now, but why, why did you hold on to those B class? That's a good one. Very good one. Actually, one I bought in COVID in Austin, Texas, uh, 319 units, I think it's called near the domain. And actually, there was an off-market deal. I loved it. $34,750,000. It's worth almost $60 million right now because the interest rate I locked in 10-year fixed was at 3.74% assumable. So that's a good one, brother. The other one I'm thinking of is the Princeton Park over there in Melbourne. I bought it in 2019, December. What? Uh, I bought two that year only, just two. One was $52 million deal in Orlando. I sold it for 64 last year. I sold that off. And then this one, I bought it for 35 million with my partner and it's worth right at 50 million, let's say, you know, then the one we bought 2021, 2021, again, during COVID only one uh, transaction was in Tennessee. 
So that one I'm selling right now. We bought, it was a small one, 107 units. It came on the table. We bought it 12 million five. We are selling for 17 million in just two years. So not Crazy. too bad, you know, yeah. finding the right place and right locations, right markets is the key as you teach and I teach, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like uh, you mentioned a couple of interest rates there and whatnot. And it sounds like because of proper financing and, and just nice assets are in a good buy, it's worth holding on to them potentially for a while. Uh, it's hard to get financing right now, isn't it? Yes. That that makes it make sense. But you know, right now, Vinny, you are, um, I mean, you've kind of pivoted the focus of the business, right? Uh, or, you know, what you all are buying now, maybe share a little bit about that and let's dive into to that. Love to, love to. About four years back, I pivoted a little bit because as I became, you know, I, I just turned 71, by the way, seven. Congratulations. Thank you. Over the weekend, you know, Virgo. And uh, exciting part is that when I started looking demographically shifts about six years back, I knew silver tsunami is the phenomenon that is going to catch on all over. And what that means is 10,000 baby boomers are turning 65, becoming, you know, 65 every day, every day in USA. It will keep on going for many, many years, actually. The last, I think, baby boomers will be turning 65 in 2031. What? So wow. there is a huge need for seniors and demographical shifts. They are moving from the cold environment into the more warmer states, Florida, Texas, Arizona's, all these you know, nice places. So that was my focus. I said, you know, I've been chasing workforce housing. Now I can chase retirement where they want to be as far away from workforce as possible. So yeah. that's a new thing, which really, really, I pivoted about three, four years back and uh, got a very good partner. And we are building senior assisted living one level ground up with amenities like the, you know, of course, dining hall, restaurant inside. And then, of course, the library, spa, and, uh, you know, the grand piano and the meeting rooms and all these and exercise, all that stuff, right? But that's the one which I've pivoted into multifamily assistant living and memory care. There is residential side too, by the way. Oh, by the way, I may like to share with your audience my book on senior living investing made easy, just like my apartment syndication made easy book. I just kept that made easy theme and that's being launched in a month or so. It's Love ready, that. 440 pages. And Kim Lisa Taylor helped me also, my good friend, Kim Lisa Taylor's SEC attorney, top attorney. She did 26 of my syndication packets, you know, her company did. And uh, she helped me also in that book. So I want to give thank you to her. That's awesome. I, I know this is a, uh, I was telling you this, or we were talking about before we started recording, but like, uh, it's, it's kind of an asset class. I feel like that hasn't had much glamour, right? It hasn't been talked about a whole lot until I've just heard a little bit more and more just recently. Uh, but I, I feel like a book like that would be very helpful, right? For investors Thank who are, are operators and passives as well, that, yes. uh, you know, it's like, well, is this something I should invest in? Uh, you know, you feel like, feel like mm -hmm. I don't know a whole lot about it, right? To even call the operator and ask them, you know, or talk to them about the investment. Yes. I don't know enough about senior living, 
to totally. to feel co- comfortable with that, you know. Is there maybe a few things you could help say the passive investor, Vinny, just to know or to think through or things they should ask about when maybe assessing, you know, investing in a senior living facility? Love to, love to. You know, Whitney, I would definitely say it's very similar to asking syndicators or, you know, uh, operators, we call them, about their background, about, you know, what their track record is and how they go about finding these locations for senior assisted living, which is very different, way, way different than the workforce housing, I would say, definitely. And I explained those things in my book also very succinctly. And then the graphs, so many graphs I put in the book, which take you through the whole spectrum, how the whole uh, shortage is there and how senior living, if run properly, makes more profits, more money than even multifamily. Wow. Because the same unit, which we can rent it for like $1,300 a month, you can the senior living assistance and caring and everything and having a nurse there, it goes for $5,000. So per month, per month. So that's like three times the rent coming in. Of course, there are more expenses too, which I explain in the book also. You know, we have the three meals a day, snacks. We got the chef. We got executive director. We got business director. Then we have caregivers, 24-hour operation. So it's a real estate. You could own the real estate or lease it. And it's a business also. And there are really fine companies out there, third party, by the way, you know, who do these kind of things also. Like in my case, we've been doing, my daughter and I and our partner have been managing them. But our new growth will be coming in working with third party management companies, giving them 3%, you know, just like multifamily, same way. You know, you are able to give 3% or so, you know, or three and a half percent so that they are able to manage your asset rightly, you know, because having the personnel in the senior living is the main thing, having the right people because you want to give the best of the best, uh, you know, structure and the real product is giving the dignity, respect and the caring for, you know, our seniors. And they could be anywhere from 79, 78 years to 103 years, like in our centers, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My grandfather passed Mm -hmm. uh, just this past year and he was 102. Uh, And my grandmother at 95 is still alive, you know. Oh, wow. And uh, and thankfully, she's still able to be at home, believe it or not. But, but, you know, if she goes, if she had to go into someplace like that, or even a parent, I mean, it's, it's, the the care right is just oh, crucial right especially totally, for the family totally. member bringing their parent or loved one to a facility like that so totally you know i mean if they could stay at home they're very fortunate you know to have the family and you know the support system like you have and your siblings which is fabulous the best place is home definitely but you're right when you know some, one of the spouses passes away then the life starts going ill down or somebody has a slip and fall, things like that. And if they cannot get care at home, then they move into, of course, assisted senior livings and, uh, you know, memory cares, dementia and everything. But again, there are other communities like retirement homes and 55 plus communities. Those are senior living too, but we are not into that yet. 
we are just in the middle part, which is assisted living and memory care, which is state licensed. And then on the right side of the whole spectrum are the rehab centers, hospitals, all that. That's federally, uh, that's much more bigger with doctors, medical equipment, medical beds, all that. So we are not into that. That's a, in itself a very big, very complicated business. Decipher that again there. I just want to make sure I understood that. So like you all are in assisted living and memory care, but is there, there's not a, uh, say an age, you know, that uh, determines that, or this is mostly just because they need the help or what kind of determines that versus the other you were talking about? For sure. For sure. Uh, you know, Whitney, there are ADLs, activities of daily living. We call it activity dealing. There are lots of them. But if one of the impairment is that somebody cannot cook, a senior cannot cook, or they cannot take bath, or they can't really take medicines, you know, on their own, or they cannot walk or drive. So if there are three impairments, then they qualify to be in the assisted living. So that's how we take it. We also take independent also, if there is a husband, wife, or a significant other, if one of the person is independent, don't need any assistant, but the other person does, and they want to come into our centers, then we let them come. So the one, uh, you know, in the same room, two beds, or, you know, one big bed or like that. But most of my centers are about 80 to about 120 units. So we don't do too many big ones, 400, 300 like that. We want to give the quality of service. Yeah, I love that. I love the thought too of, of you know, taking the, the husband and wife, right? Even if just even if it's just one that needs it, because uh, man, that would be horrible to have to separate them, right? In the last years of life, but I just I love that that's an option, right? Yes. Uh, as yes. Uh, as I'm getting older, Vinny, I'm glad that's an option. <laughs> I'm just kidding, <laughs> but but that's awesome. Uh, and so I love the the focus right on the senior and in oh, the care, you. no doubt about it. I wouldn't you know expect it any other way from you, uh, you know. <laughs> but you know what about uh, you mentioned you all are doing ground up. So like why ground up say versus buying pre existing or are you all buying pre existing as well? Very good point. Very good point. The ground up's taking much longer because we buy the land and say that in six months we'll close on the land with another extension of 30 days or 90 days again, because we want to make sure we get the permits and the, uh, you know, the whole uh, changing of the, uh, you know, all these policies. We have to go through so many different studies and everything. So we are able to buy the land with our rendition of the renderings and everything. But then it takes about 12 months to 14 months to build on it. So it's a process of nine months getting the permits or 12 months getting the permits plus another 14 months. That's two years and two months already. Then you need another year to stabilize it. So it's a long process. You're so right about it. But by having a raw you could do so many great things with the land. You could do all the different amenities you want to put at the right places and the sunrooms and have the meeting rooms and, uh, you know, all the different things, which I put the courtyards with walkways and all. And then, of course, spa and salons and uh, meeting rooms. And like I said, uh, big dining hall, library, movie theater. We put them all in there. It's a multifamily. 
it's a multifamily, which I know we're just putting a twist of senior living into multifamily. And now we are going two story also. So that way, you know, there is a big elevator and so on. But you're right. We are also looking into converting some suites hotels because if they are very nicely built and they are old, we have to renovate them anyway, bring to code, put new elevators in there, and then we could change. Suites hotels have bigger spaces, bigger rooms. We kind of like those. So converting them or even converting some office spaces. Again, it all depends. Shopping centers or strip shopping centers will be ideal too, because there you are able to have them confirm and change, you know, things on the ground floor to be able to. So there is a mixture, right? You know, whichever location needs to really do a good feasibility study or get it done from a professional who looks at the demographics, looks at the incoming, outgoing, all that, looks at the net worth of seniors, you know, in the age group, because there are different studies done for senior living as compared to an apartment complex in a workforce housing. Yeah, wow. It's interesting. You know, a minute ago, you had mentioned, uh, obviously, converting the suite hotels. Uh, you know, potentially doing that. Uh, you also mentioned uh, potentially even some office space. Yes. Uh, you, you you see that as maybe a reliable source of some properties potentially that that may work. I mean, that's so difficult, right? Depending on the location, I know, but but man, that there's probably some office space for sale, right? Yeah, <laughs> I know. You know, it's amazing with this uh, working from home or just coming to offices twice a week, maybe. Let's say lots of office spaces are open. I've not looked into that lately, but no, definitely in the, and you know, the beauty is that the senior living, what we are finding in the demographical shifts, lots of seniors love to be near to their siblings, their, to their children and their grandchildren. So actually, you know, lots and lots of it openings are coming up all throughout the USA, you know, where seniors, this is their last maybe five, seven, 10 years of life left, the golden years, I call it. So they want to be near to their family. What uh, what would you say is uh, for the passive investor listening, um, and, and this would apply, I guess, for the operators as well, but what's the biggest risk for senior living, right? For investing in senior living? Oh, investing in senior living. Definitely, you know, the big thing is you want to make sure that these are not your last dollars. I mean, you want to put the money, it's a three to five years spectrum, you know, sometimes even seven years spectrum. So you want to make sure you're using your retirement money if you are self-directed or your cash. The other part is you got to definitely be looking at what insurances the sponsor has, what's their track record, and how would they deal with, who's going to manage the asset. That's a big one. Not only just the real estate, it's also operation. So that's a big, big thing also. Very huge thing, you know, right? Yeah, no doubt about it. Is there is there anything specific that you would ask for, say, for the third-party manager? Let's say as a passive investor, oh, if totally. I was looking to invest. Anything that I would ask for concerning the the property manager, you know, themselves uh, that that you wouldn't maybe normally know about, like multifamily or anything different there? Very good point, Whitney. I mean, most of us sponsors, you know, over the last 40 years, 16 years, I've done 40 deals. 
But you are right. This uh, the investor should ask who's going to manage. In my case, I was vertically integrated, 158 people on my staff. You know, every two weeks, right? I was doing the payroll, never missed a beat. And but then we were having a huge billion dollar portfolio. Now we have gone down, so we use third party now. Bell Partners, Ram Partners, Greystones, you know, nice, nice RPM, all these big companies, they have billions of dollars under their management. We look at and interview their uh, regionals and their property management, all that. So it's very good for investors to ask that. Please, please, please ask because it's not just the real estate that you're buying. It's what you do with the real estate to bring the cash flow and the value add and the increase in NOI. It happens after the keys are given in the sponsor's hand, I call it. You know, all these projections are hanky-dory, but who's going to manage that asset is very, very important, very, very important. And how the cost cutting will come, how the business plans will be instituted and implemented, how we're going to be getting the reports on everything, transparency, all those, right? You know? For sure. Uh, yeah, no doubt. I, I just I appreciate you encouraging the listeners to ask, right? Who's managing it? Uh, you know, maybe this is a, a good time to, uh, you know, one thing you mentioned before we even started recording, you said, you said, I'm not the expert. And, and I would, I would beg to differ, by the way, Vinny's definitely an expert uh, in these spaces uh, in, in uh, commercial real estate. Uh, but, you know, you said, uh, you know, you're, you build teams of experts, right? Uh, you know, and that's how you're, you're doing this so well and moving so fast. And, and uh, maybe, you know, how have you found some of the experts, you know, to bring onto your team? You know, I appreciate that very much. And when people have asked me that, my main thinking is, you know, you send out the law of attraction, law of abundance thinking. Of course, mindset is so, so important. I've been sending signals out with intentions that, you know, I want to find somebody who would be able to help me to get me to the next level. So finding strategic partner is huge. Cybersecurity company, for example, I'm an angel investor in that one. I found a great CEO who took one company to NASDAQ and sold it. And that was his passion to start a cybersecurity company. It's a, I'm so happy to say that in four years, it's becoming a very big company now, cloudDefense.ai. Then I wanted to have in the senior living, I partnered with a, you know, my partner who came from you know, another country and built like for nine years, senior assisted livings, many of them, like 27 to 30 of them. So I partnered with them. Now hospitality is my other, where I'm very, very focused right now also, along with senior assisted living, hospitality had gone down in the COVID. Nobody was traveling, you know, afraid and everything. Now it's back up and even higher than what it was in the COVID time. People are going out, the ADRs, every daily rates are growing. So what I'm trying to say is found another strategic partner with my partners where we are doing this fund, $100 million fund right now for hospitality alone. And we found a strategic partner sending out signals again. You know, you come and you meet and you go further and you further. Then people find out you like to be in that field. They introduce you to other people. That's how the work is. It's not a solo game. I always say commercial investing is a team sport. And I'm so happy to meet with the hospitality partners who have been in business for over 25 years, 
were built 78 hotels marriotts hyatts uh, ihgs just the name brand not the non name brand just the name brand ones so i'm very very excited about that which is again hotel <laughs> you know whitney is like an apartment <laughs> it's a unit upstairs but the tenant or the resident i call it they pay at the counter for four days five days i like extended stays you know in my side but they pay up front and then they go and you know, have a great experience in the room or the suite or like that so it's like a multi family to another level so hospitality also fits my thinking and then the thing is i'm not locked in with a lease of 6 months or a year which is in multi family but in this one the adr average daily rate is daily rate and it's when five different rates changes in a night if the demand is more the rates automatically go up you know through artificial intelligence so it's amazing how similarity it is which we are doing in apartments also in our apartments we use the services where depending on the demand of that area where the resident is looking at the lease uh, amounts go up every day up up and down you know so it's amazing you know how this whole world is going to change i mean just uh, ai is going to transform every industry so make sure you book your rooms way in advance right <laughs> <laughs> that's so true so true don't <laughs> wait till the last moment <laughs> i just appreciate your willingness to do that and share what you're learning vinny and teaching us uh, so much tell the listeners how they can get in touch with you vinny again but also learn about your book about senior living as well Oh thank you thank you my book should be launched in about few days actually 440 pages i put a lot of heart and soul two years it took me to write that one then my positive book is relaunching again also on amazon it was a top seller before hopefully all my readers will love the new content in my second edition make it top seller also and my third book which was the first one in 2019 that i published was apartment syndication made easy of course my podcast apartment syndication made easy every week i also have uh, two shows now that i do one is abundance mindset with vinny chopra live show at uh, 9 am on thursday mornings i do and we make reels and videos and everything then i do a show vinny and bo show on fridays live also every week so there are several places and i'm on twitter i'm on uh, facebook linkedin youtube uh, tiktok everywhere Thank you for being with us again today. I hope that you have learned a lot from the show. Don't forget to like and subscribe. I hope you're telling your friends about the Real Estate Syndication Show and how they can also build wealth in real estate. You can also go to lifebridgecapital.com and start investing today.